Welcome to Sober Sisters Talk, a podcast on recovery with Elizabeth Pudwell and MG. We bring you our experience, strength, and hope from a variety of sources, therapy, 12-step recovery, and life lessons of long-term sobriety. To contact us, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Sober Sisters Talk. We're glad you're here. Now here's our next podcast. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Everybody, this is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. It's a dreary, muddy, soupy, kind of cold day in Houston. And we are recording. Traffic was really bad, and we both had to sort of like scurry. Um, you know, I just got home like 10 minutes ago, and usually I'm, I have a good half hour to prepare myself for this. But I am prepared, and so is MG, right? We are. We as are. much as we ever are. <laughs> exactly. I know, huh? We don't spend a lot of time and energy prepping for this. We talk like two minutes, and then we go, okay, let's go. Yeah. So, um, this morning, I heard on the radio, would you date you? And I am active on a dating profile, and... Um, going out on many first dates and i'm also looking at these 50 anorexia questions which has me looking at the qualities that i have or that um i'm look that i want to to find in a man um for my partner and um so when that question was proposed on the this radio program this morning i i was like well yeah and then I stopped and I was like, oh, let me think about this. Like, because one of the things I've, I've been trying to do, I had a dream a couple of weeks ago where I was like, I, I don't understand like why I'm having challenging, why it's taking so long for me to find someone. And my daughter in the dream said, you've got to let down your walls, mom. I know. So and in case you guys can't see the visual, MG raised her eyebrows and gave me the side eye. So. But I mean, like out of the mouth of your dream daughter, you know, it's uh, like. Yes. It's totally true. I do have to let down my walls. So um, since then I have, uh, you know, I've been like, so what is, you know, how am I going to do this? What is my. Cause I need a plan. Like I need, I need to be pragmatic. I want to, here's the list of things you're going to do. <laughs> and I thought, well, I need to, I need to be who I want to date. Mm, mm, and so mm. I started looking at those qualities. Okay. So let's talk about the qualities. Now MG's not dating, but I'm certain, I'm certain soon she will be because she's certainly available um, she's not, she's not attached to anybody other than that cat. 
And <laughs> he's the only man I really want in my bed, Elizabeth, okay? He cuddles yeah, so sweetly. He's such a sweet cuddler. Okay, well, so that might be, you know, something that you are looking for, though. So I do, yeah, I mean, with some of the qualities I want is honesty. Um, the big reason for the wall is my fear of being duped or fooled. Mm. Like, you mm. know, coming in and showing this um, one persona and I fall in love with that persona and then find out who he really is when we're committed, like I did with my ex-husband. That's what it mm -hmm. felt like. like mm -hmm. And then I find this obscure fetish. <sighs> Heavy stuff. Okay. Um, so honesty and authenticity are really important qualities for me. And, do you, and, so, and I think you have those qualities. I think I do too. However, I will tell you that the wall, you know, like my, my sponsor says, you know, you'll kind of like reach over the wall, but you're not. <laughs> the wall has to come down. Yeah. And so, and, but there's a, a level as well, you know, like I can't like just throw it all out there from the beginning. No, you know. Well, and like, you know, earlier, you know, listeners, we were talking about what we're going to talk about and, you know, Elizabeth challenged me uh, to say, you know, because I was saying I feel like I have a character defect of perfectionism, and she's like, well, you know, could you be okay with that? And so what I want to say to you, Elizabeth, is I think that if you're okay with the wall, I think I think it's appropriate to have a wall at a certain level at a certain time to, you know, be protective for anybody. I mean, you know, I remember there was someone in our fellowship that talked about her dating plan and she was like, I'm not going to talk about my sex and love addiction until after we've been dating for six months. And I was like, really? I'm like third date. That's third date material. But she's like, I've got to be, cause she was an educator and she goes, I've got to be really, really careful and clear and get to know this person and know that they're trustworthy. How long does it take you to be trustworthy? She's like, I'm just going to say six months. And and who knows? And I do agree with you. I think it's the combination of the authenticity, you know, that I do want to show up as myself and not avoid sharing things about myself because it reveals who I am. And that would be, you know, like I told you a while ago that I changed my dating profile to say that and I'm just going to say it. I am a liberal, I am sober, and I am vegan. And, and you don't want a smoker. And I do not want a smoker. And so those things are like, I don't, I am not looking necessarily for those three things. But I do want to put it up front because it's an important part of who I am. And I don't want to dupe somebody. And sure. I don't want to. If you're afraid of those things, then you don't want to date me. If you're like, I don't want some liberal nut from California. Or a fisherman. He loves fishing. He wants to go fishing. He wants you to eat the fish. He wants to eat the fish. He's like, oh, well, she's not going to uh -uh. eat the fish. I can't. No. She's not going to be a and match. I don't want to go camping either. Like, I don't, you know, I might go camping if we have a little cabin, but I don't want to sleep in a tent, and I don't want to sleep on an air mattress. I feel like 
I've grown past those things. Well, my God, we've had hundreds of thousands of years of evolution to get to air conditioning and soft beds and, you know, electricity. Why would I want to go play like we're like, you know, apocalyptic, <laughs> negative? I, but I do, the other thing is, is I do feel like I'm an outdoors person. I love to, you know, go hiking and I love to be at the beach and I love to be at the mountains and I love you know, the outdoors, I just, I'm not like, I know, yeah. no, no, no. I I'm, I'm not, I'm not off road, you know, I'm not gonna, mm -hmm. you know, and, and if you're looking for that kind of gal, then you're right. I'm not gonna go, I don't want to go mudding, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think the honest and authenticity, those are two really important things that are going on for me right now. Well, Elizabeth, I think that the biggest quality that you have is that you are available and you're putting yourself out there and that you're saying, I'm open, let's check it out. And I think that, you know, when you say, would you date you? It's like, I want to date someone who is open to dating and you're open to dating. And that's the first little bitty step. And I think another reason why people would want to date you is because I think you're very attractive You've always been, like, in my mind, like, tall and super cool, and you've always been, you know, I love the way you've dressed, and I can remember before I even met you, I knew you. I would saw, I would see you over in that AA meeting over by uh, Treebeards, and I'd be, oh, there's that cool chick, and I can remember when I went into SLAA and I saw you, and I'm like, oh, I know that cool chick. So, you know, you come across with a lot of style, a lot of coolness, you're attractive, you're funny, you've got a great laugh, and, you know, I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to date you, you know, in your age group, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you and I are not going to be targeting these, you know, anybody over, under, you know, 50, I'll say. Um. yeah, we can go up a little bit higher for me, well, thank you. I, I will receive those compliments. But I did want to say the things that um, that came up that may be a detriment in dating me. And it is, they, they are the walls um, that I've been hurt. And I do have some fear about being hurt again. That is one. Um, but Elizabeth, I, has any of that stopped like the men that you've gone out with more than one, two, three dates, the the walls are not the reason why you stop dating them. Is that correct? I don't think so. You know, like the last guy, the um, the San Diego guy, it was um, he, he was smoked. cruel. Oh, he smoked, and he was a little yeah, cruel, was, wasn't he? Well, there was just some like yeah, some stuff that you know. I just was like, no, I don't want that. Like, I don't, I don't want somebody that smokes. Like, and you didn't tell me, you know, I says, well, I only smoke like five or six a day. <laughs> That's five or Every six, day. way too many for me, buddy. Every day. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just isn't, that won't work. Um, yeah, there was some, uh, you know, some stuff that he said about other people, like, you know, there's evidence of racism and, and I guess maybe there, I may have some intolerance with stuff like that, you know, which but, I think is acceptable and appropriate as well. 
And if we go back to that question with, the, with, about the perfectionism, you know, I accept that in myself. That, you know, at my age, it's kind of common to run into people, in men and women, that do have, you know, some intolerances. And, you know, my intolerance is I don't want to smoke. I don't want to date somebody who smokes. I don't want to date anybody who drinks alcoholically, you know. And the only person who would really judge that would be me. <laughs> Right. So that might be an issue if you really like to drink a lot and drink every day, and but you don't think that that's a, a problem for you, but it might be an issue for me because I would feel like the lack of ability to connect. And the same is true with marijuana. I really wouldn't care if somebody did it occasionally, but if you got to, if you're doing that every day, then you're checking out, you know, you're not, you're using it to, to not deal with something. I agree. And it's so interesting. I can see when I uh, visit my brother that if he hasn't been drinking and he starts drinking, there's just this gradual and subtle shift of them going away. And I can notice it. And you and I have so much training and recovery and going to mm -hmm. meetings and being going deep really quick and, and listening and he taking it in that I don't want anything less than that, right? So I don't know if it's your walls about the reason why you're being successful. So let's say to Dream Samantha, thank you for that feedback, but that may not be the issue. It may be that you're a blue girl in a red town. Um, that is true as well. That is true. And in this environment, I think maybe eight years ago, 10 years ago, that might have been something to overlook and decide that we aren't going to talk about it. But I think in this environment, that's kind of tough. Right, because now there are a lot of polarization between people and we're both in our bubbles, I'll admit it. And, uh, you know, I have a way of looking at the world and you have a right. way of looking at the world. and. You know, for me, I, uh, you know, want to live in the solution. I want to be tolerant. But then I'm also intolerant of, like, you know, Nazis and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's you know, no Nazis for me. I'm so sorry. It's kind of like criminals and murderers, you know. No, not for That's me. That's not going to work. Yeah. So here, the only, you know, the question is, is that the person that's going to date you, is going to be your guy or, you know, toward your guy. And I think that you have done so much work on yourself and you have so many skills. My God, how many dates have you been on in the last two years? My God, you could, you know, do a whole podcast on that. But, um, I could do a whole year of podcasts on that. Okay. Okay. date and how they went down. <laughs> Yeah. And then when I think would, you know, someone date me because, you know, I'm very self-conscious about my weight right now. But then I, I look at people in the world and I pass by this bar when I uh, go home and it's like kind of an outdoor bar. And, and, you know, and I look at women and I'm like, she's attractive and she's about my size and she's like putting on a cute dress and some heels and some makeup and doing her hair and going. And so, you know, that's my limitation that I put on myself saying, you know, I'm not worthy or whatever. 
and or I don't feel sexy or I don't feel cute and uh, you know the truth is it's just a, it's just an objection you know it's just something that you know says to me that I don't want to do it uh, you know the truth is is like you, you said that there's a, so much fear for me and for me it's not so much uh, a fear of being duped it's a fear of wasting my time and money because I've wasted so much time and money on these old boys for nothing. And I mean, gosh, you know, you'd think that I would have gotten it. I, I did start getting it, you know. So instead of wasting seven to nine years on someone, I just wasted seven to nine months on someone. So it was exponentially better for me at the end, but still it was a waste. And so I don't um, even want to spend two minutes on something if it's not going to work yeah. out. And we don't know how it's going to work out. I could date someone we for don't. a year. Mm -hmm. And then it could, and, but the, that's, I think that's something MG sort of like sobriety. If you gain a year or two of not acting out, but then you have a slip, you don't lose that year or two. Of that wisdom and that experience of recovery. No. And the same is true. If you're with somebody, you know, you, you learn things about yourself. Every date that I go on, I do learn something about myself. And, you know, my sponsor keeps just telling me, like, just be curious. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be like, stop, stop it, stop saying that, you know. But it's true, you know. And so I just, I try to just, like, just be curious and see who these people are, you know, and, and what it's like to be with them, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and to try it out, like, you know, a pair of pants or a new exercise or a new kind of food and, um, you know, try it out. Listen, the chances of my guy, like finding my little apartment, which is kind of hidden and off the alleyway, you know, the, the, the chances, I mean, Amazon can't even find me. Okay. And they know the whole world, but like the back of their hand, I mean, you know, nobody can find me back here. So the chances of my guy coming and knocking on my door and appearing magically are very slim. So you're increasing those chances by putting yourself out there on the dating apps, going out and meeting these old boys, getting eye to eye, face to face, checking them out. You know, it's a lot of work and I really commend you for that. So that's like I was saying, that's the first piece of it is that you're available to go out on a date. And you know, the second thing that I want to say is that when people see my light, they like recognize like who I am as a human and as a person. And, and the best story that I can say about that is I did a play a couple of years ago. The director of that play, at the end, we do something called strike. And this is just for amateur, but you know, community theater. Right, you clean it up, right? You clean it up. You got to go in and tear everything down and put everything away and everybody put stuff in their cars. You know, you got to leave the theater clean and ready for the next production. And so I am awesome at strike and I go in there early. I get there early. Like, you know, right before time, I usually bring like some, either some coffee or some donuts or something for everybody. Uh, and I'm prepared to work. And what happens at strike is that people come in and they're like, What's what going on? What are you doing? And usually the director and everybody else are already busy right. tearing down a thing. So right. one of one of my skills is that I know tasks and what to do. Exactly. That's right. It's like, hey, listen, can you go and start cleaning out the dressing room? 
They were like, oh, yeah, sure, okay. And then someone else would be standing around. I'm like, hey, do you want to, like, sweep? Because, you know, this hallway needs to be swept. So I am, like, amazing at, like, getting people, act, you know, busy and stuff like that. Or I'll be doing something and someone will come up and say, like, what can I do? And I'm like, here, you can do this. And then I'll go find something else to do. So the director noticed this and he noticed me working really hard and directing people and he had already seen my acting abilities and and he said to me, he goes, you're the real deal, aren't you? He goes, you got it all, don't you? You're like amazing. And I'm like, I am. I am amazing. And, you know, he's he wasn't, you know, my guy. He was in relationship and... You know, but what it, what it, you know, showed to me is that, uh, that there are people out there that are going to be able to see me. That recognize that. That recognize that. And it wasn't, he wasn't like, I think sometimes in dating, people are like, let me show you who I am. So you're busy, like, taking them in. And then they're busy taking you in. And it's such a long process. And so, you know, because I'd had that play experience with this director, they saw all, like, several different aspects of me. So, you know, I was seen. And I think the biggest thing, Elizabeth, that you're doing is you're allowing yourself to be seen. And, you know, I think prudently, you know, disclosing what you need to disclose when you need to disclose it. So I don't see the walls, but I'm interested in what came up for you when you did that anorexia checklist. Well, I'll tell you, so one of the, the, one of the questions that really, um, it was the one I answered either yesterday or today is, do you suspect that your capacity to move toward intimacy with another is damaged or desire or dead? And I don't think it's dead because I do want to be able to do that. But yeah, I do think it's damaged. That's why I'm here. You know, that's why I'm in SLAA because I think you know, when we were talking about the, um, the wall, I don't think it's so much the wall is that I don't thoroughly trust my growth that I'm going to be able to recognize when, you know, I just haven't practiced it a lot. It's the trauma. It's the trauma, Elizabeth. Right. Right. I mean, my God, I don't think I could go on a date. My anxiety would be, I would be like, uh, am I going to die? Are you going to kill me? I, well, I think I might be dying. It helps. My sponsor really helps me because she talks a lot about her experiences dating and she reminds me, you don't have to do anything. You know, you don't have to do anything you don't want. And it just, you know, it just helps me. And I, you, we talked about paying, like who pays? Like, do I always let that guy pay? Is that bad? You know, or do I, am I supposed to pay sometimes? Am I supposed to talk about it? You know, we talked, we had a whole session about pain. Who pays? Well, how do you talk about that? When do you bring it up? How, you know, if you want to go Dutch, when do you say that? You know, the whole, (laughs) you know, but it's a thing because I'm not 25. You know, I'm a 60 year old woman that has been taking care of herself for, you know, 15 years and I pay for everything myself. You know? I don't like the power dynamic when someone's going to pay for me. That's what she said. We are giving them the power, you know, and I never thought about that because I struggle with the, 
you know, standing there, well, are you going to buy my coffee? You know, I don't like it. I would much rather say, I'll get this one, you can get the next one, or something like that, you know, rather than just, I don't like it. Yeah. And it does feel exactly like that, like a power thing. I'm very clear, like, you know, even with, like, friends or whatever, it's like, if we're going to go out someplace, as we're walking in the restaurant, I'm like, hey, let's go Dutch, okay? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like you would with a friend, because I had, like, my friend James come into town, and, you know, we have those negotiations all the time. Like, we go, we're going to the movie. We went to go see a movie because we're both, you know, fully vaccinated. And then I was, like, saying, hey, can I get your movie since you got lunch? And he goes, that sounds great. You know, so it's very equitable. And, uh, you know, so we do have those conversations as we go in so that we can, you know, and it's not necessarily, and as it turned out, like, it wouldn't take my card because the chip didn't work. And so he ended up paying so I was like, hey, next time, I'm going to, I got you. He goes, I'm going to be keeping close tabs, you know, <laughs> in a sarcastic way, you know, like, you know, like, don't Watching worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry like, about I've it, baby. i keeping track. Like, I've got this little notebook here with right. every time I'm keeping mm -hmm. And there are people like that, Elizabeth. So, you I'm know, sure. I, I love that you're getting some coaching on all these minutiae so that you don't get uh sidetracked by it it it's a challenging space in my life you know but it it allows me to grow and it does i do feel a lot of times awkward and not really super sure of myself even with the new sponsor but um it's something i'm willing to do and to walk through the discomfort in order to grow. Well, would you date you? I think so. Me too. I, you know, the things that I do like about myself is that I am I'm emotionally mature. I'm pretty smart. I know how to have really in-depth conversations. I'm well-read. I read the newspaper every day. Um, I read it. I always have a book going. Um, you're kind. You're generous. I'm pretty fun. You got a great dog. Listen, if we, I got if, a great dog. It, and you know, I, think, I got enough dog for the both of us. <laughs> uh, that is correct. Listeners. She does. But I mean, I think that that when we look at people, I think that maybe having a dog date would be a good thing too. If you find out that they have a dog, because we can see people, you know, with and around their animals and get a lot of information from those experiences. We would have to do separates, like I'll bring mine and then because yeah. mine's not very good with other dogs. But I agree with you because it is really good to see how that they respond to your dog and you know what they're like. I agree with that. That's a really good idea. Yeah. I like that. You wanna meet my dog? Yeah. And <laughs> I think that I date me too. And I keep saying like sometimes like I'm just ready right now to be a parent, you know, <laughs> postmenopausal. You know, I'm just now ready to have a relationship because, you know, I know what it would in involve. But, you know, for me, I can remember, like, uh, dating these old boys and getting to the place where I could be comfortable with no makeup and just, like, slobbing around in my Sunday PJs. And these guys didn't like that. They wanted the kind of the, you know, the foof and the pretty and that was like, it wasn't necessarily a test. I mean, I didn't go into it saying, I'm going to see how they respond to me just being 
me, because that's our true selves, Sunday afternoon and PJs sitting, laying in bed all day, that's a piece of our true self. And not that I'm that way all the time, but if I can see how they, you know, take that in, that's a real indicator that they want, because I'm not going to be that, that chick that gets up and, you know, puts on makeup on a Sunday. I don't put on makeup most days. So I need, but you know, I need someone who's going to see me and see the important things like my work ethic, my kindness, things like that. And Again, I, you're, you're smart, you're well read, there's an emotional maturity, there's depth, you have the ability to read people and the sobriety has served you. And, you know, you've been independent a long time. You're not needy or clingy. Um, I'm self-supporting you know, through my own contributions. You don't need to take care of me, buddy. That's, you know, yeah. So I, I think you are dateable, and I think I am too. And I think that, you know, the reason I believe you are dating is maybe not necessarily to find the guy, but like you were saying, learning so much it's about yourself. Growth. It's your growth. It's growth. Yeah. But I do want to encourage you listeners, if you are um, in a space where maybe you finish your steps and you're working on your dating plan with your sponsor, you know, so look at that question and maybe you and your sponsor work at it together and would you date you and what, you know, what are the redeeming qualities and what are the things you probably need to work on? It's a great exercise to look at those things. Thank you, listeners. And if Thank you wanna you. if you wanna see Elizabeth in the mornings, you can meet her at Pura Coffee. You can on... see me at Pura Coffee. I get there right about eight AM every morning, pick up my, my red eye, and then I'm on my way. And if you go in there and tell them you uh, are a podcast listener, they'll give you a ten percent discount. Tell them you're listening to Sober Sisters Talk. Good deal. All right, listeners, until next time. Bye-bye. So sorry for the audio issues. We're trying something new, but we're not going to use this method next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Sober Sisters Talk podcast. To find our podcast, we're at www.sobersisterstalk.com. We're also on Apple iTunes and on Facebook. See you next week.